So we just found out some uh, exciting news recently. Hell yeah. Uh, and, and there's some interesting news surrounding the exciting news that we just discovered. Uh, so uh, as of this recording, Kevin and I just recently found out that apparently uh, HBO Max is doing a Harley Quinn animated spinoff show, which would feature Kite Man uh, as the titular character. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Matter of fact. Exactly. I uh, I said it twice on purpose, so someone would at least catch the pun at least once. Well, that was for Kite Man, not not for your... your Oh, no, that's totally appropriate. I'm okay with that. (laughs) Not for my pun. My pun was easy. Yeah. It's awesome that HBO is like saying and listening to the fandom like, oh, man, Mm -hmm. we hit it off with this character. Remember how... I say remember. I've said this more than once, how... I use Twitter as a tool, but I think it's a cesspool. I don't. Yeah, I don't yeah, like I the land. Yeah, I, I don't. I, I didn't even mean for that to be a rhyme, but yeah, mm-hmm. I, I don't. <laughs> I, I honestly, typically don't like the landscape that is Twitter. And so when I saw that announcement, uh, I, I clicked on it, you know, just to see what the just to check the temperature in the room, and like there were so many people who were shitting on the idea of Kite Man getting his own TV show. I hate this character. He's just oh, only incels like this character. He's yeah, just blah, blah blah blah. I'm like, oh shit, that's right. And it reminded me like why it's so important to stay away from Twitter because the only people, well, not, let me not say that. A, a vast <laughs> I was, I was ma- yeah, vast majority of the people on Twitter who associate themselves, you know, like that. And it's not even just Twitter. It's all social media that I've noticed. Uh, they have a tendency uh, to be in their small pocketed groups. And if they don't like it, then it's complete shite versus it just not being for them. Right. Uh, like so there's no gray. It's all black and white. Yeah. yeah. And I, I was very, I was very uh, surprised at the amount of, uh, Hey, and I'm sure that I didn't scroll down a lot. I just saw like the the negative bullshit. I'm sure that most of it were people who were excited, like you and I. Yeah. Hence, it getting his own TV show. It wouldn't get his own TV show if Kite Man wasn't, you know, if he didn't become a fan. Half favorite. the comments had to at least been hell yeah. Come on. Right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, half the comments were probably hell yeah. yeah. Another twenty five percent were were probably this is awesome. This is great news. Mm-hmm. And then you know you get I don't know maybe another 10% that's like indifferent and then you get the rest which is you know the haters um, that leaves them fucking 2% they're only 2 percenters. <laughs> that's right that's right that's the math that's right don't double check us yeah yeah you know well, we never claim to be mathematicians uh, speaking of oh, haters uh, we recently got a new review oh, yeah I forgot about this cat <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let me put this up here so I can read. Because I, I, I never want it to be said that we are one-sided homies here, that we only discuss the good and not the bad. You know, we, we, we break it all down here. You know, so uh, we recently got a new review. Actually, uh, we got it quite a while ago. I just, I only noticed it. Um, of recent. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and, and this review is... Uh, it's about the Batman, and you can tell because it's titled "The Batman." Uh, it's nice they let you title reviews so formal. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, he gave us. Oh, I say he. This person gave us one star, and I would like to read this review 
for all the homies. The review titled The Batman goes as following. Stop cussing too much. In addition, know your subject material. Crap. Don't waste your time. And that was their one-star review for us on uh, The Batman. Yeah. Oh, Kevin, what are you, what are your thoughts on that uh, on the, on that that deep scathing review? Well, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I guess I guess we're we're rightly fucked, huh? Yeah, yeah we, we just are rightly just screwed in the ass. Oh uh, yeah, we yeah uh, yeah we don't we don't stand his mother's dick's chance in hell, do we? He made us look like bitches. <laughs> Two tiny little dick bitches. So let's uh, let's kind of break this one down here because, like, typically, whenever we get any review, whether you know is, I mean, not to toot our own horns, but we don't get a lot of bad reviews. We we try to put out quality content. Yeah. Uh, but you know, even if you get one that's you know kind of like in the middle, uh, we look at that because that's <laughs> typically going to be constructive criticism. Somebody who's right. looking at us and saying, hey, I like what you, what, uh, I like what you guys are doing, that maybe you guys could do better if you did this or that. Uh, and I should really dig those reviews. And of course, we always dig the love that you guys give us. Amen. But in terms of this review, this is somebody who it feels like they're butthurt. But to, to break it down, in the beginning of it, they say stop cussing too much. That tells me a couple things. One, they probably have really sensitive virgin ears. Uh, if you look at our at our podcast artwork, Kevin, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. there's this interesting little symbol in the, on it. It's Tell it's us a about that symbol, brother. It's it looks like the letter E in the alphabet. Now is this a copyrighted symbol that we had made up? Oh, actually, uh, uh, no, no, no. This is something that uh, that we meticulously oh. uh, have to choose for each and every episode. You don't. Say. I do fucking say. Wow. And, and that, what do you think that E stands for? Exciting? Maybe Energetic? Eggnog? I don't who, who knows? Fucking eggnog, <laughs> really? The E of all things stands for explicit. Explicit. So mm. my my diagnosis, my hypothesis is that this gentleman, this person, because mm-hmm. we don't know who it is, had turned on the podcast and a young one, mayhaps a child of their own or some relative, was in proximity of the device playing our show. And if that's the case, you know, it said E. Yeah. It said E. So, you know, it's like it's like when Ryan Reynolds was like, don't take your fucking kids to a Deadpool <laughs> yeah. R-rated movie. I kind of understand a little bit more where he's coming from now. Because right. it's like, if, if, if our hypothesis proves to have any truth or merits to it, not that said reviewers mm. going to be listening to this episode because it's, quote, complete crap. Oh, yeah. Total yeah. crap, total crap. Why would you come back for complete and total crap? I know, crap, right? Yeah. Why would you come back to the scene of the, the show you didn't like? Yeah. But if for some reason I am wrong on that front and Mr. Reviewer of the Batman review decided to, to listen once more to see how butthurt we got, even though it has been some time since said review, then it's like, why, why the fuck did you let your kids listen? Yeah, and, and, and that is uh, uh, that is good on you, brother, because that is giving <laughs> that's giving them an out. That's that's assuming yeah. that they had young ones, uh, and, and they don't want their kids to to hear, uh, you know, a bunch of bunch of vulgar language. But 
if said person, said reviewer doesn't have any children, then that just tells me that they're, they're bitches, they're pansies. They, <laughs> this isn't for them. And, and, you know, that's kind of the thing. Like uh, the first part of their quote unquote critique, I just kind of have to roll my eyes and laugh at it. Like that's literally for me, waters off a duck's back. Uh, that doesn't bother me one bit. You know, the, the thing about them not liking our language, it tells me that one, they probably only listened to part of the Batman review and that's all they've ever heard from us. And, and two, it tells me that, Hey, uh, this isn't for you and that's okay. So if, if you don't like vulgar language, then, then go fucking listen to the goddamn Pixar, whatever, you know, go, 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 go listen to kids, Bob, you know, don't, don't listen to us. All right. Cause we, we are, there is, there is no, uh, rated E for everyone's superhero homies. Uh, and then to address the second part of this review, this is the part that irked me uh, because this motherfucker had the audacity to say or, or to assume that we don't know our canon. That's the part that was the most <laughs> scathing. Like, okay. Yeah, that's, that's the part where I wish I had the capacity to locate reviewers and to contact them personally to let them know what a dipshit they're being. Yeah. Uh, we don't do uh, video recordings to upload, but if we did, you guys would see surrounding us, not for decoration, mind you, but for storing, is a collection of books with pictures, with pictures in them that are comic books, okay? Mm-hmm. We are surrounded by comic books. And again, these, these. yeah, no, didn't make these. Uh, These are not fake covers. Nope. Uh, Nope. These are, these are all very much real and uh, they are not for show. Uh, These are books that are being read. These are books that we enjoy. These are books that we talk about quite often. Uh, What I'm trying to say is that obviously, no, we don't know everything. But not not any time that I can think of have we ever led you guys astray. Have we ever taken you guys down some bullshit that just isn't true? And more specifically, this review is titled The Batman. So you're insinuating that we have said something on The Batman Review that is against canon. I have listened to the episode again. Because maybe we did. We did not. What we did probably do was offend this person because, spoiler alert, we really enjoyed the Batman. And, you know, a lot a lot of people, not all, but a lot of people who didn't like the Batman, the ironic thing is a lot of those people don't know the canon. Amen. So it's, it's pretty ironic that somebody who themselves probably don't know Batman canon is trying to tell us that we don't know Batman canon. And by the way, I'm not, uh, I, I typically don't like to take this road because it makes me look like an ass, but sometimes you have to be an ass to get the point across. And the point here is this. Uh, if you put me in a goddamn line of 100 people, I'm convinced that I'm going to know comic books better than 95 of those people. And if it's about Batman you can take those other four motherfuckers out the line too. 
So I'm gonna wow. need you. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Damn, bro. Yeah. So I'm gonna need you to uh, to go fuck yourself, uh, Mister One Star. Apparently, you know Batman, and you and your virgin ears can go fuck right off and go. I, I I can't even imagine what Batman. Go fucking read Tom King Batman again, because I'm assuming that's probably all you fucking read. Oh, that does make me think of a good joke, though. <laughs> Hypothetically, and this is totally not the case, mm. but on the point zero 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 nine hours later, zero 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 one percent chance that this was like someone who does like what I was thinking was Scott Snyder made this comment, <laughs> and it's like, all right, in that case, we better go back and really fucking listen hard a third time to that episode. Because it's like, if, if it was Scott Snyder saying that shit? If it was Scott Snyder, then you're probably mad because he didn't use a lot of your shit. But yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's where my brain was going. Yeah. But. Uh, yeah, how do you doubt that? It yeah. Was, yeah, yeah. First I, I'm off, pretty sure Scott would love this movie. Oh, yeah. 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 Because he has Come taste. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Anywho, just wanted to address those things. Uh, but also, no, because I, I don't want to, you know, go into this and, you know, uh, with, with the salty mentality, I also really want to do this, and that is uh, pay ref- uh, pay respects and give flowers uh, to uh, William Hurt, uh, the, ah. the actor who has just recently passed away at the age of 71. Yeah. Uh, William Hurt has been all throughout uh, Hollywood and various different films uh, over the years, but of course... Uh, first, you know, mention him on the podcast and give him space here. He's probably done something in the superhero uh, realm, which he has. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was General Ross in the MCU. Thunderbolt Ross. Thunderbolt Ross himself. And he was a damn good Thunderbolt Ross. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so it is, uh, it's really unfortunate uh, that he's passed away. But uh, his his legacy and all of his many, many movies, uh, several of which I have seen and are really damn good, you know, they're, they're going to live on. So, uh you know, we want to take this time to, uh, you know, let his, his fans and his, his friends and family know that, uh, you know, we do want to pay our respects. So, uh, here's to you, William Hurt. Nice. Yep. Hell yeah. And uh, with that being said, homies, if you have clicked on this episode, then you probably know what we're going to be talking about. But before we get into it, homies, welcome back to the Superhero Homies Podcast. My name is Quentin, and as always, I am here with the homie Kevin. some time now to go watch the Batman and support that awesome movie. And uh, hey, if for some reason that you uh, you know don't agree with our opinion, that's totally okay. We'd love to, to hear why you didn't like the movie. You know, with details. <laughs> with words. Yeah with, yeah, with real details and words. And, yeah. yeah and, and not just pure anger. And not like, yeah, yeah, anger. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mm-hmm. won't sit on it. But, uh, yeah, no. Uh, yeah, tonight was kind of fun. Tonight was uh, kind of a throwback because I, I don't think I've seen our, our subject material tonight in, like, not 10 years. That feels dramatic. But uh, a long it's time. It's possible. It's possible, but I don't remember. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm. Uh, yes, uh, we are speaking of Chronicle, uh, the 2012 movie. And this is one that... Uh, I've I've seen a few times now, but for me, I, I know for me, the last time I saw the movie was probably four years ago now, and 
I really wanted to, uh, at some point, discuss this here on the podcast, and uh, we finally have a little, a little bit of space in the uh, calendar to do it, so tonight was tonight. Uh, so with that being said, Kevin, oh, by the way, this would be a completely spoiler-filled review. Uh, this is a 10-year-old movie now, so... Yeah. Actually, yeah, because I believe it came out in February of 2012, so it is technically, officially 10 years old. Uh, but Kevin, what do you think of this movie? So, honestly, I liked it, man. Like, uh, one of the things that is definitely going to, to have to start off the night, um, a comment I made earlier during the actual movie, I'll go ahead and repeat it here for the mic. Um, I have a soft spot for, for the hand cam uh, specification, that, that, that tool of movie making, you know? And so hand cam films are like, they always have a little extra attraction. Like, oh, do I want to give this one a shot? I kind of do. Because with that hand cam comes the added flavor of potentially being a more grounded flick. Because it, it gives the impression that it's like, oh, it's being filmed in the making of by one of the actual other characters and mm-hmm. not this magical crew that happens to have the perfect glass eye on everything. You know? yeah. um, that we just happen to let dissolve into the foreground that creates the scenery we get to see. But no, instead it, it's like... This potentially, um, what's the word? Uh, fucking suspense building uh, technique that could really utilize some some cool storytelling action. And uh, tonight's movie definitely happened during this craze because uh, unfortunately it feels like a fad, like a craze because mm-hmm. it came and for some reason went so quickly. You, you don't hear about hand cam movies much anymore, no. but. Uh, yeah, I mean, looking at you, Paranormal Activity, umpteenth. But, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, oh, honestly, tonight's movie, I really liked it, dude. Yeah. I did, I did. Yeah, yeah uh, I've always had a real, real soft spot for this movie. I, I really dig uh, Chronicle. I think it's a great flick, man. And I think for me, some of the things that I really dig about it is uh, – if you if you strip away the supernatural superpowered element of the movie, you can replace you can replace the superpowers with just fucking guns, okay? And you would essentially have uh, the same flick. And what I mean by that is you have people who come into power, a power that they've never experienced before, a power that they're not ready for, and now they have to. Uh, find a way to, to balance it out. They have fun with it, but then they realize it's a dangerous tool. Um, and and this may be like a now comparison, but in so many ways, it reminds me of the, of the movie Juice. Uh, came out back in like, uh, it must have been the early 90s. Uh, Omar Epps, Tupac Shakur. Um, uh, I never saw it, but mm-hmm. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah, yeah and uh, it's about a, the movie Juice is about a group of friends uh, who are in high school. And one of them, Tupac's character uh, gets a gun and then like the power of that gun goes to his head and then slowly over time it corrupts him and then before you know it you have uh, a standoff between you know the two friends Omar and and, and Tupac and so it's uh, there are definitely I think some uh, some interesting parallels uh, that probably weren't intentional but you know still there nevertheless the point is that like the superhero aspect of it's just the flavor and I really dig that because, you know, today, 
you can get superhero content and the spectacle is what they expect to get you through the movie. Right. You know? Like, there's superhero content just about anywhere nowadays. Thanks to Marvel and DC, the money is evident. Like, mm-hmm. you can put out superhero content, and guess what? Your streaming platform service is going to get, you know, at least a lot of attention on your TV show, if not a hit TV show. Yeah. You know? We've seen this time and time again on numerous platforms. Even if it's not like a, a popular show, it's still going to get a bunch of watches because people are really vibing the superhero genre. A.K.A. this podcast. But, yeah, this this was a, a fun, different kind of storytelling. And I like the way you put it, too, with, like, with the superhero flavor just kind of coated on top of it, you know? Yeah. It's like a, like you get some really good ice cream. But then did you ever buy, like, that that Reese's, like, shell covering you could heave in the microwave oh, and put over mm. that shit? It, it might be the most American thing. And to our overseas <laughs> listeners, you might be like, what the hell are they talking about? What diabetic juice is that? <laughs> well, that's what it is. It's diabetic topping you put on top of what is already something very sweet, like ice cream. And so it's, it's really good. And it was Reese's flavor. That's what this is. That's what this movie is. <laughs> there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. There you go. Oh. <laughs> Uh, now you not think. Now you can't not think about it. I don't know. You're gonna be looking what, for it next time you're at the grocery store. I, I suppose so. Yeah, <laughs> sure. Fucking Reese's ice cream. <coughs> no, no, no. The topping. Oh yeah, I'm sorry. The topping for it. That's correct. <laughs> uh, so I think for me, like one thing that I also really noticed as well is that this movie has a really tight knit and a, a really uh, cool cast. Mm-hmm. Uh, we get. Dane DeHaan, uh, Michael B. Jordan, and Alex Russell. Those are our three lead characters here in this movie. And they are high schoolers here. And uh, for those of you who like to live life on the wild side and haven't seen the movie and you just listen to this anyway, really quick synopsis. You have three high school, uh, three high schoolers. Uh, Michael B. Jordan's character, uh, who is running for uh, class president. He's a really popular guy in school. He's on the football team. Blah, blah, blah. His character's name is uh, Steve. Yep. Uh, you have Alex Russell. Uh, his character's name is Matt. And uh, his whole thing is he is, uh, you know, he's not as popular as uh, as Steve, but they're yeah. good They're good friends. And he's also on the football team. And there's this girl that he likes. And he's really into philosophy. Yeah. You know, he's kind of like your even kill guy. And for the most part, actually, no, I take it back. I was about to say a lie. I was about to say he's who you experienced the movie through. But that's not really true. You experienced the movie, I I think, mostly through Dane DeHaan's character. Andrew. Andrew, which is very interesting because, again, spoiler alert, Andrew is the one who becomes corrupted. Mm -hmm. And it's not very often that in any type movie that you experience most of the movie through the lens of the one who is the antagonistic force. Mm -hmm. Uh, So this is like a really interesting case, and I'm not sure... Uh, if Josh Trank was aware of that, I'm, I'm, he's, he's the director, so I'm sure he had to have been aware of yeah. it. The, the fact that you have the antagonist being kind of like the, the leading force of the movie, and then you have, I, I would say, Alex Russell would be like probably the lead protagonist, but he's kind of playing second fiddle to, you know, to Andrew, right. who's like the, the lead bad who, guy. Who really has the tone and vibe of mm-hmm. what would be the lead protagonist. He, he has the flavor about him where you could easily see him being 
you know, if you had to put labels on it, the hero of the story. Yeah. Yeah, because he seems that cool, that good, that always reliable to be optimistic and awesome guy, you know? If I had to make a, another comparison to kind of like the vibe of the characters, mm-hmm. I, I would I would compare it to No Country for, uh, for Old Men. No Country mm-hmm. for Old Men, because you have... Uh, Javier Bardem, who is clearly the villain in the movie, mm-hmm. uh, who plays Anton Chigurh, he takes up, I would say, probably just as much, if not more, screen time than Tommy Lee Jones uh, or Josh Brolin, who yeah. are our other protagonists. Um, and so it's kind of like, you know, you have this kind of three-man dynamic. And you kind of get the same thing here. And uh, the movie, is, I think, plays out really well for that. What I really dig about this movie also is that these uh, these kids... You know, these high schoolers, they find this mysterious cave uh, and, and there's this weird glowing rock and, and it gives them powers. And I, I actually appreciate how we don't delve into what it is, where it came from, what actually physically happened to them. I'm glad that we didn't do that. I think that that's just I think this flavor or text that we don't necessarily need that would just bog us down. You know, for it will hold us back from getting to like the next big point, right? Uh, but when we have these three characters here, their chemistry together, I think, is fantastic. And I also love how they all have like their three distinct personalities. And what this movie does really well is uh, it it kind of breaks your heart to an extent because you have these three separate characters who are brought together by this really unique experience. And then you see their bond and their friendship grow. You see their personalities bloom even more. And then you see them start to splinter off and grow apart and what and what that really means. So I thought that was a really cool touch to it. Um, I also like how this movie wasn't... Uh, actually, no, I just kind of had a, a thought here. This movie is not based off of any source material, which, you know, what... 99% of superhero content is today. Right. You know, and uh, it kind of, kind of got me thinking like this shows that it is possible to make original content that has superhero flavor. We don't get a lot, a lot of it. Uh, and I suppose that's because there's just more money and built in intellectual par- properties. Maybe, or at least less work. I was going to say less yeah. work, less creativity has to be yeah. used. Yeah, that's true. Sad thought is sad. Sad thought is sad. Um, but we always appreciate whenever people can come up with mm-hmm. their own concept, uh, especially for the superhero genre, and put it to the big screen, like this movie did. Yeah. Because it is exactly like you're talking about, its own story. Which, you know, that makes our job significantly easier in a way, because there's nothing to compare it to. It is its own story. And so there's no, like potential critique of, oh, man, they, they fucked this up. Yeah. They, they purposely changed that That's detail. True. No, their detail is what they wanted it to be. And there, there's a strange beauty to that, you know? That's true. Yeah. So a little optimism for yeah. you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I certainly dig that aspect. Oh, yeah. Uh, let's kind of talk about some of our three main characters here. And, um, and again, you know, I said that Dane DeHaan's character, Andrew, He's the one who we spend the most time with in this movie because uh, he's his is actually the only one who uh, we actually see his home life. Yeah, that's true. And, you know, right from the get-go, he's the first character we see. And 
Man, Dane DeHaan is a fantastic actor, and uh, he he actually he just nails this role. He really does. Yeah, he plays the creepy kid well. He does, man. He plays the creepy kid. Uh, he plays the he plays the uh, the kid who you feel sorry for. He mm-hmm. plays the kid who uh, you guys all know. Like I feel that in life, everybody has had someone like this yeah. in their life. It's like the the guy or, or the person in your life who is very socially awkward. They're a loner. You feel bad for them. But then when you try to get close to them, they do shit that makes you understand why they're alone. Yeah. yeah. You know, that's exactly what the character of Andrew is. Yeah, it's, it's the character who also, you know, to play devil's advocate too, is mm-hmm. like they, they're always alone and they're kind of loner. They're kind of shy. And then you get to know them, and then if if it's picture perfect like a fucking movie is, because we get to see all angles of life, both like the public and private details. And then you see like how fucked up his personal life is, and what probably led him down this this path of like the mental instability or depression or whatever the else may cause um, potential certain very uncomfortable outbursts. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and that that is very like tongue in cheek for this movie, but also that that relates to, to I'm sure to a lot of the, uh, the the individuals out there who who can relate. Yeah, and, and that is a good point. You know, it, it is unfortunately a very broken home. Yes, yes. And uh, like, I mean, yeah, dude, watching this movie made me grateful for my home. Like, oh fuck, man. yeah, his his life kind of sucks. Yeah. Like he has, and he has a very abusive father, and he has a very sickly mother. I challenge that wasn't his real dad. <laughs> I was watching the movie with you, mm-hmm. and it's like this man don't look nothing like that kid. <laughs> Vice versa, ain't true either. That mom got around. Uh, he was a, he was adopted. No. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's uh, yeah. I never thought about that, but yeah, that's that, that's a good point. Uh yeah, so and also like I mean let's be honest here, Dane DeHaan's character, he's the character who you're gonna try to befriend anyway because if that motherfucker wears a trench coat to school, you might be the one who's safe. You know? Yep. <laughs> I hate to make that kind of a dark joke. You want you want to tell him hey and ask him how's it going every day. Yeah. Like, All right, bro. You're one of the good ones. Yep. I'll talk to you later. All right, we cool. We cool. We All good. Right, we good. Fist bump. Fist bump. Fist bump. Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah, you know, you just, oh, you, you just. You stand up for him, okay? Yep. You stand up for him like, hey, hey, Josh, shut the fuck up, okay? Le- leave, <laughs> leave, don't bully this kid. You pull Josh aside privately. Shut the fuck up. Do not push this kid. Dude, okay? yeah, yeah, you you don't know what he's capable of, yeah. all right? Yeah. We're not going to joke about that further, but you yeah. get where we're going. You guys get the you, point. You get the point. Yeah. Uh, and then, like, you know, honestly, with, uh, with Steve, you know, that's the character being played by Michael B. Jordan. His character uh, is, he's the cool guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's the cool guy. He's the guy who, you know, gets along with everyone. And he's running for class president. Uh, he's, you know, again, he's on the football team and uh, with uh, with Matt. And, you know, he's just, yeah, he's a really cool guy. And so, like, when his character pops up, and, you know, when they uh, you know all start to become buddy buddies, it's interesting because uh, the character of Steve, 
almost tries to befriend Andrew more than Matt does. And the reason why that's interesting is because Matt and Andrew are cousins. Yeah. Um, it, it's it's kind of understandable because mm-hmm. I, I felt like Matt's character was too distracted by, by the social mm. taboos. Like he, he was that kid who was trying to be popular. Yeah. You know? Which there's, there's always those out there who are just trying to survive in high school. You know, they're trying to be liked, and that's trying to figure themselves out. That too, you know, and it's like I, you can understand that, but don't, you know, don't sacrifice those around you just to make you feel or look cool either. You know that that's that's the douchebag territory. Yeah, yeah. In this case, Matt uh, kind of dances that line every now and again. Most of the time, we just see him being like the aloof cousin who's like, "Hey, man, I'll bring you along, but don't." Follow after me. I'm trying right. to be cool with the girls. You know? Yeah, and it's like, all right, go go be cool. But the harder you try, the more you fail. Yeah, Just FYI. So, and that's another spot where I have to give kudos to uh, the writing and directing for this movie, uh, because you do see these three characters grow. Like you see them evolve in a way that makes sense for them. Yeah, you know, like even at the, I would say at at the peak when things are like just right and they're riding that wave. Yeah. It would be like around the talent show part of the movie. Yeah, that's true. Uh, where Steve, who is already popular, you know, he takes a back seat and he puts Andrew front and center so yeah. that he can be the popular guy. Helps and, him out with the talent show. Yeah, yeah. 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 It's good shit. Yeah, helps coax him out of his shell. And, and then you have Matt, who is in the background. And what's really cool about that, about that part in particular, is that Matt, he doesn't appear to be, he's not jealous. No. You know, he's like, Good for good for my cousin. Yeah, yeah. he's like, hey, get a load of this. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So that was really cool. Uh, I had to give kudos to Josh Trank here and his use of camera work. Oh yeah, dude, it was it was really cool. It was a good example of hand cam that doesn't go overboard, where it's almost like migraine inducing. Oh right, you know? that, yeah. that's the hand cam where you're like, okay, pause the fuck up. <laughs> yeah. Uh, also, because he was really creative with it. Because these people, they develop superpowers. And so, like, yeah. yeah, so, like, the way that he would use it was like, oh, shit, that's a really cool way that I'm not a filmmaker, but I wouldn't have thought of that anyway. Yeah. You know, so, like, there'd be moments where, like, they use their telekinesis to hold it from a certain angle. Yeah. Or, you know, like, they're, you know, would, would have it behind them. Or, so, there were just really cool techniques that they do with the camera that, uh, you know, just really made it uh, an interesting film to watch. Yeah. Yeah, so I thought that was a really cool part. Oh, yeah. You know, the, the, the choice of hand cam for this was the right choice mm-hmm. because it really added to the story um, and really helped you to feel more grounded and connected even to our three protagonists. Yeah. Because we hang out with them just like you would at, like, the diner table, in the lunchroom. You know, we hang out with them as they're, like, learning and training their powers. You know? Right. So it's fascinating because you're there every step of the way and it feels like you're more there because of the hand cam style, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's true. It feels like you're fucking spying on people. Is that, is that why you like it, Kevin? No. No. Yes. <laughs> Don't judge. Um, it is also <laughs> very interesting, you know, like kind of, the, the web that this movie leaves. And what I mean by that is Josh Trank, uh, he had like a, you know, he had kind of a darling of a movie on his hand. Like, I think the movie, it, it made a, it was a modest success. I think it made like $130 million at the box office. 
but it did that on a twelve million dollar budget. So good. yeah, good. <laughs> and and not only that, but like critically, and I think also like the overall fan reception was that this is a really cool and unique movie, and so it was very well received. I'm very upset that there's not a sequel. Uh, fun fact: uh, I, oh. I, was, I was looking actually, I saw that they were looking to do, I guess, kind of like a pseudo sequel. It was gonna be like a, a, a all women led uh, thing, and okay. Okay. yeah. Um, I admittedly, my first thought was Ghostbusters, and my brain said, "I oh, fucking hope not." May, oh, because bro. you know what, the movie's in developmental hell right now. It looks like, there it is. and maybe yeah. that has something to do with it. Maybe they're like, "We don't want to have you know a 2016 Ghostbusters on our hands." If this one's called Chronicle, what would that one be called? For Monocle, female Chronicle. Get the fuck out. <laughs> You think it's too obvious, Jim? Nah, they won't, they won't get it. The audience is dumb. We gotta hold their hand, too. Oh, shit. By the way, shout out if I used your real name tonight. Because <laughs> I said a lot of names. So, shout out to, to you yeah. in particular. Yeah, I don't know what uh, the sequel will potentially be about, though. Like, is this just gonna be like a, a rehash of the first one, but just from a different perspective? Or, I don't know. I, I kind of resent that word, if I'm being honest. <laughs> if I'm, be, if I'm keeping should. it 100. You really should. Social media is going to have way more influence than it should in this. It's actually going to be a movie shot where all you see is a computer screen. And everything that we see is like live action photos and like videos of like fucking World Star and, uh, and, and YouTube. But then also like Facebook and MySpace. And oh, it's got to be TikTok. And TikTok. <laughs> yeah, 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 it's TikTok posts. Thank you. Yeah, yeah you're right. Yeah. No vines here. Oh, no, no, no. That's that. That was our era. Yes. Man. These uh, kids today. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But anyways, yeah, I don't know about the sequel, man. It, it may come out. Uh, I know the article that I looked at was from um, like August of last year. And it said that they were hoping to do a release date for like the 10th anniversary. Clearly, that didn't happen. The 10th anniversary was February this year. Uh, but then I saw something else that says that maybe it'll be out by sometime in 2023. But I don't think there's anything concrete about that at all. Yeah, so I, I mean, there's not even like a cast mm-hmm. attached to sound. Yeah, no, yeah, no. Okay, so. Yeah, and also like I'm I'm with you. It would be cool to get a sequel, but it, Hollywood, if you don't have any good ideas, then don't fucking do it. Yeah, don't do it because <laughs> then you will just tarnish the first one. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, for sure. And also like. I don't know, man. Um, not that we're there yet, because we have a lot of movie to discuss here. But what would you want to see in a sequel if you had the option? Would you want to follow? I thought about it. I yeah. just, this is the first I've brought it up. So. Yeah. Yeah, I was thinking. I don't know. Like, would you want to follow Matt and see, uh, you know, what he does? Because. Uh, sure. Yeah. That'd be interesting. See him come back, but I don't know. Yeah. At the same time, I, I don't see the value in that. Besides, right. oh, shot value. Ah, you got to know who he is. Mm-hmm. I'm good. Yeah. Because nah. we we already had our M Night Shyamalan uh, glass tri- like trilogy storyline. You know, <laughs> like we already had that because we don't need the surprise ending of mm-hmm. the sequel movie to showcase Matt. No, oh, uh, I, I was gonna say like, would you like the the sequel to feature him like? He's okay. Oh no, that that's what I mean too. It's like oh okay. Like I, I'm thinking of like potential ways to use them, and I think like the gra- the glass style trilogy where like at the end of the second movie, like split 
you all of a sudden see and hear about the other characters. Oh, mm. mad, you know. Eh. Yeah. I'm good. You know, we, we already had that. Attempted it with M. Night Shyamalan. Fuck, I try to like that movie, man. <laughs> yeah. Uh,. But yeah, speaking of Josh Trank, uh, the director here, um, like I was saying, yeah, this movie kind of put him on the map. This was, I believe, his feature debut. This was his very first movie. Good. Uh, but of course, the movie he did after this was Fan Four Stick, oh. where he, you know, he brought back Michael B. Jordan. Clearly, he likes working with him, mm-hmm. and uh, we know the movie went how it went. It, uh, yeah, it, it was a movie. Boy, howdy. Sorry, guys. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and uh, there's a lot of mess surrounding that movie. Uh, interestingly enough, that's not the only other superhero ties that uh, Chronicle has. Of course, Michael B. Jordan, uh, we just mentioned, he played Human Torch in Fan Forstic, which was directed by Josh Trank. Yep. Uh, but then he went on to play Killmonger and Black Panther. Uh, but that's not all either, because you have Dane DeHaan, uh, who... Uh, was in The Amazing Spider-Man 2 as Harry Osborn. So, you know, you have uh, you have all kinds of comic book connections. It's Ironically, kinda... the one that survived did not, uh, I don't know what he went on to. Yeah, yeah, he, uh, yeah, he I just, think he's... He got the fuck up and out. Yeah. <laughs> I think he's doing uh, mostly TV work. Um, but, uh, you know, what's interesting here. Dane DeHaan, to an extent, plays a slightly more charismatic version of the same character, you know, in, in Amazing Spider-Man 2, you know, when he plays Harry. Like, his Harry Osborn still feels really, you know, kind of socially awkward and That's stilted. Yeah. But it's interesting because uh, the dynamic is, is flipped. We're used, to, we're used to Harry being, like, the charming, upbeat, you know, charismatic one, and Peter... Yeah. Being the socially awkward, you know, kind of. Well, they had Andrew Garfield. Exactly. And so it's like, uh, so uh, yeah, yeah, they kind of flipped this uh, the script there. Man. But anyways, um, back to Chronicle here. Uh, once these three teenage boys discover that they have superpowers, uh, superpowers. buffoonery takes place, and man, I really like enjoyed watching their shenanigans. It was fun. Yeah. It was really good buffoonery. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, because first you're trying to figure out. (laughs) You know, because the first thing is like you're trying to figure out, okay, what are their powers? Because you see them and they're just throwing a ball, like a fucking baseball in each other's faces. And you're like, are you trying to block the ball with your face? Like, are you trying to like discover that your like skin hardens a drop of a dime? Like, what's up? And then it's like, oh, no, that clearly hurt. Yeah. No, that clearly got you hard. Yeah. Yeah. And then you realize, oh, yeah, that's right. It's telekinesis. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, so you see them, uh, you know, use a form of telekinesis. And then you see that grow and develop. And then they say that it's like using a muscle. Mm-hmm. You know, you uh, you know, you got to train and work it out. Let it get stronger. I, I really like the, the hidden way that they use exposition in this movie. Because it's, it's good exposition where mm-hmm. you don't even realize it's happening until it happens. Right. Because it just felt like natural, like discover along the way and it's conversed naturally it's not showcased to them by like some some uh tryptonite because mm. you can't use kryptonite that's fucking that's copyright <laughs> copyright so you use kryptonite kryptonian who comes down and says i see you have discovered the kryptonian or 
was in the ground. It's been irradiated by your by your Earth's yellow sun, and now it is bestowed no, 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 upon by your Earth's white moon. <laughs> That's right, <laughs> by your Earth's white moon. <laughs> But um, yeah, no, 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 like that. That's exactly how it went down. No, I'm joking. Uh, instead, they would actually have like natural conversations as they all went home and played with the powers. Like, you know, this feels like a muscle. We work it out. We get a little better, a little stronger, and you know, they can use a little bit more finesse and maybe lift up heavier shit or even themselves. Yeah, yeah. And then they do. And then they do. And then they did. And then they did. And then they did. Uh, so the movie like it actually becomes like a lot of fun because like it, it is a more of a uh, a sci-fi thriller, you know, sci-fi uh, hand cam thriller. But we get to like the scenes in the grocery store or like, the convenience store, or whatever. Uh, one of my favorite scenes in the movie, you know, when they're they're still learning their powers, right? But they don't really have like a a strong grasp on how to use them perfectly yet. You know, Matt's trying to. He goes, "Okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take the gum out of that guy's mouth and just smacks the shit out of the guy <laughs> and just slams him, <laughs> yeah. gives him concussion on a shelf, and it throws him through the shelf. Like, bro, he's injured. Yeah, that guy is, is definitely injured. You, you know, they made a big deal about uh, whenever uh, he puts someone in the hospital. Mm-hmm. That was the first guy he put in the hospital. <laughs> oh, but uh. There's also the scene with the little girl and the teddy bear. Yep. And uh, I I really fucking love that scene as well. <laughs> just scared the shit out of that little girl. You know, just see this walking, flo- not walking, this floating teddy bear. Mm-hmm. You know, telling her to stay in school, don't do drugs. I mean, hey, at least at least the teddy bear is giving her a positive messenger. Right. You know? well, that's because Steve had the teddy bear. Yeah, yeah. If it was Andrew, it would have been like, <laughs> fuck your family. That's right. Like, oh, gosh. Kill your dad. Oh, shit. <laughs> Kill your masters. What? Killer Mike? <laughs> okay, uh, you the little girl who knew who Killer Mike was? Yeah, that'd be very impressive. She looks up at the bear. Run the right. Yeah. Anyways, anyways, shout out to Run the Jewels. Uh, and, like us. But then we go to the scene where, yeah, they are, you know, in, in the car and they're just kind of goofing off and whatnot, mm-hmm. still having a good time. And then there's this uh, almost road raging driver behind them. And immediately the guy is being a bit of a dick. He's honking his horn at the kids and he's, you know, wanting them to speed up or get out of the way or whatever. And then you see Andrew, he just swipes his hand and in doing so he <coughs> veers uh, the other car just right off the road down into like a, a, a riverbank. And uh, they're like, holy shit. And uh, this this is the first time where shit really gets real uh, for the gang. And you really have Steve and Matt who go in and rescue the guy. Thankfully, uh, the, the asshole driver who, you know, was forced to crash, uh, he wasn't, uh, wasn't killed. But at that moment, we, you know, they learned a few things that they definitely needed to learn. One, they learned that, okay, we need to set some boundaries. Yep. Uh, and, and I really like the rule set that they have. You know, I think it was like, um, no using your powers on people, mm-hmm. which is definitely, uh, that's a great rule. Smart. Yeah, very smart. Um, where, where was the uh, the other one they said? Uh, don't, no using powers in public. Yeah, no, that's right. Don't use them in public. Which also, they broke all the fucking time. Oh, Bro, yeah. They disregarded that rule immediately. <laughs> right. Not immediately. Almost immediately. Yeah. Yeah. In other words, they were high school boys. 
Yeah. 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 That's true. Yeah. Uh, But it's a very, very important set of rules. But uh, the other thing that they learned or that they should have learned was that um, Andrew didn't take it as serious as they did. You know, he was trying to say it's not a big deal. Don't call the cops. Yeah. He's, you know, I mean, holy shit, dude. Like, like, dude, early on, he was showcasing signs that he's veering on the other path decision. Like, he's playing this Telltale game. Yeah. And they're playing, oh, no, bro, we, we don't want to be that. Very much a branching uh, decision-based narrative there. Yeah. Uh, but you have, you have Andrew, who, because of his very unfortunate... Uh, fucked up background, you know, his home life. Um, and, and just because, yeah, he's he's not Mr. Popular at school. He's quite the opposite. Yeah. Uh, he's really struggling, man. And I mean, and even after like the talent sh- uh, show segment, you know, he, he gets a girl, man, and he's finally gonna, he's gonna lose his virginity, man. He's, yeah. you know, he's, he's, he's gonna fuck, he's finally gonna, Gonna fuck. He's he's not gonna he's not gonna lay the pipe, but he's going to show the customer like the blueprints for the layout. <laughs> you know, this is not just getting complicated. <laughs> he's gonna BJ. <laughs> he's getting the blueprints approved by the city council. Yeah, I mean because like because like your first time you're not you're not laying no pipe. You fucking you're fucking greenhorn. You ain't doing shit. Um, but no, anyways. He doesn't even get that far, and nah, he, he, he ends up puking on the girl, and of course that makes makes the rounds at school. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Poor guy, poor poor guy. Poor guy. Um, yeah, you guys just have, you guys have to wait till college, man. Like if you do some shit like that, you're not getting laid in your in your town, no. especially if you live in a small town. Yeah. You got to go to college like across state yeah. or across country. Uh, but no, um. So with the, with Andrew's behavior, man, like that shit, yeah, was a red flag. Mm-hmm. Uh, but another thing that should have been even more of a red, red flag is that not only is this guy seemingly disregarding a lot of, you know, these really important rules and boundaries, but he's better at it than mm-hmm. Steve and and Matt. Uh, much Rose better. Much quicker. Yes, 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 yes. Uh, the force is strong with that one. I was avoiding that. More copyright. <laughs> uh, the the power is yours. Shit, that's another copyright. <laughs> Not a sponsor. <laughs> uh, uh, anyway, I mean, you know, Rick and Morty had Planet, Planet Tina. I mean, we can do the power is yours. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Anywho, um... But, you know, eventually, like, it, it was the fight that Andrew had with his dad. That fight led to, uh, you know, <laughs> I'm surprised then and there he didn't kill his dad. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, surprisingly, he doesn't. He doesn't kill his dad, but he does, He does. you know, show his dad kind of what's up, you know, mm-hmm. which I was uh, kind of proud of him in that scene, but... Because you know his temperament, you're like, this kid really shouldn't be in these no, situations. No, yeah. like, like I, I had, I forgot that I had watched the movie years ago. Uh-huh. And so watching it tonight felt new, even though as each scene approaches, uh, approached. Wow, approaches. Wow, look at me, <laughs> dial art. But uh, 
as each scene approached, I was just kind of like, oh, I remember this now. Yeah. What's about to happen again? Yeah, that looks familiar. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Just real faked familiarity. But uh, admittedly, my brain was like, does he kill his dad here? I don't remember if he kills his dad here. He probably does. <laughs> but he didn't. But he could have. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. he looked like he was about to. Yeah. And that's what we're getting at. That's what we're getting at. Don't his dad's a real piece of shit, Morty. Real piece of shit. Real piece of shit. I'm going to bed. <laughs> Take some cough medicine while you're at it. I do. I do. Uh, I popped some before the show, so it's you know he knows. Mm. I uh, I switched that out with my uh, my, my my it was a little bit a little bit of meth, a little bit of PCP. Um, I'd probably fix the cough too. Who you're, knows? You're yeah. in danger. <laughs> <laughs> that fixed the cough too. You're in danger. Oh. Uh, but no, uh, anyways, it was after that big blowout fight he had with his dad, um, when he leaves and then that's when Steve and Matt, they're all in three uh, separate places, but they notice that, uh, they can, they can like kind of hear the distress of one of them as if one of them is like raging the fuck out and they get nosebleeds as well. And, uh, and so that causes, uh, Steve to go and and find Andrew, uh, but Matt couldn't because he was trying to get his dick wet. Oh yeah, and you know, hey, I mean, I want to say that he should have gone after. No, you don't. <laughs> you clearly don't. You would have said it. Hey, you don't. You don't know me. All right, bro had you... a decent reason. He's okay in my book. Is he okay in your book? All I'm saying... He didn't know what was going on. He knew what was going on. Well, he, he, no, no, no. He, he didn't know. That he, was the first time it happened. And so he's just like, oh, man. This he knew shit was wrong. It's busting my nose. <laughs> no sex should do that. No sex... Well... Most sex shouldn't do that. <laughs> no, I'm kink-shaming. If if, if, <laughs> if if your type of sex causes, causes nosebleeds... <laughs> Without consent. Right. <laughs> oh shit! You shouldn't need a fucking blood donor after you after you have sex. That's I'm not into that's that. not how it works. Yeah. yeah, it's like vampire sex. But anyways, what the fuck are we talking about? Who are we? We get like two more one star reviews. Right, <laughs> two more one star reviews back to back. The review title: Vampire Sex? Vampire. <laughs> uh, the next one's the five star review: Vampire Sex. Yeah. Oh shit! <coughs> oh, excuse me, I'm dying. I'm good. Keep talking. Okay. Keep talking. All right. But no, uh, what is up happening is that because Andrew is in such a such a fucked up mental uh, mental space after the fight with his dad, he goes out and he. Uh, by the way, they learn how to fly, which was a pretty cool scene. And it is important to mention that during that flight scene, uh, Steve is almost hit by a fucking jet. Yeah. And it causes him to plummet, and it is Andrew who saves his life. Mm-hmm. And you know, after that, that's really when like the the blossoming yeah, you know, the, the friendship, yeah. yeah, especially between uh, Andrew and Steve. Yeah, and again, that was just really cool writing because those two are polar fucking opposites. Oh yeah, and so to see them work with each other and talk talk to each other about their personal lives. 
uh, you know, they, they talk to each other about like their home lives. You know, Steve, you know, he confides in Andrew, like, Hey, I think my mom is cheating on my dad. And, you know, Andrew obviously confides in Steve, uh, you know, we already mentioned the whole thing about the talent show about Steve really helping out Andrew by, you know, essentially putting him in front of girls, making him popular with that talent show. Yeah. Bit. Uh, that's a wingman. Yeah. That's a fucking wingman. Yeah. yeah. Um, that was that was damn good wingman, you know. Yeah. And so we have this scene here where they're both, you know, flying, you know, high up in the air. It's it's storming, and you have. That is my only critique, though. Let's talk mm-hmm. about this mm-hmm. before we get to that scene. We gotta talk about the talent show because if I had a critique on the movie, it is how quickly these three boys chose to forget, nay, neglect their own fucking rule and say, no, we can't use it in public, but we'll use it on a stage. Like, also, one of their homeboys can feel better. I I actually really dug that because, again, they're fucking high schoolers. It's, gr- it's gr- well, yes, that <laughs> makes great sense for a high schooler, but it's like, it's great for the story mm-hmm. to admit it. Yeah. It's like, if, if they Damn. were fucking, you know, 30-year-old dudes, if, in other words, if they were us, we would have also done the same thing. But the point was standing. You, <laughs> how dare you say something so controversial, yet so true, sir, okay? Where the fuck is Eric Andre when I need him? Shout out to him. Oh, uh, oh shit. How dare you? <laughs> you don't know me. You you see my ass just like flying to work. Fuck these gas prices. Right. Yeah. <laughs> no, seriously. Yeah. The, the, gov- the government would just have to come after me because I would be flying to and from work. I would I'm, too. I, I am not I, driving. I would somehow <laughs> find something to cover myself in so I'm harder to see as to what the fuck I am so I can at least last a little longer without the government like mm-hmm. quote unquote noticing even though it would probably just buy me a day. Yeah. yeah. They maybe. see me landing on the same shit like always. Like, right. He always lands on that building right there <laughs> and it goes inside. He has a key to the door. Yeah. <laughs> it wouldn't take him long. It, it, would, it really no, wouldn't. No. A couple of cops come in. Did you, uh, did you, did you land on the roof of this beer building today? No. That'd be bizarre, officer. I don't own a helicopter. Yeah, exactly. How could I land on the, on a building? You fly out. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Bro, like, without hesitation, I wouldn't even try to hide it. Like, I, I would, especially at that developed of a point that they all get to, mm-hmm. it's like, bro, let me be in peace. Ain't nothing gonna change. I'm just trying to live my life. I ain't got no, no, no gruff against nobody, except it's a you know, fucking road rage all of a sudden. Like, right. oh my gosh, go faster! <laughs> Exactly. Like, <laughs> you, you say all that and then pan to the third act. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> you see me on the highway like, go faster, you're in the wrong lane. You see me like, have the car speed up as fast as I'm going. Yeah. yeah. Anyways. So, there, uh, Steve is trying to talk down Andrew. Mm-hmm. You know, trying to be a pal, trying to be a friend. Uh, Andrew's not having any of it, though. And but Steve's trying to... You know, the ironic part of it is that Steve was trying to help Andrew, you know, be safe because he said we shouldn't be out here flying this high in this weather. Uh, but, again, 
Steve or Andrew wasn't really having any of it, wasn't really listening. And, yeah. uh, but Steve, he's a bro. He's persistent. He wants to talk about his friend. Yeah. And what does up happening is that in a fit of rage, fucking Steve conjures a goddamn lightning bolt. That arguably is the most powerful oh, move yeah. in the whole movie. Yeah. 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 Like, he, this motherfucker conjures something that should be intangible. Mm hmm. And somehow tangibly grabs this thing with telekinetic powers and throws it at Steve. Yep. He fucking Zeus is Steve. He does. Yes. He straight up becomes Storm and, and just. And, and Steve was not Kratos. He did not make it. Yeah, I know. Um, <clears throat> you know, uh, what happens to a toad when it's struck by lightning? Get the fuck out. <laughs> The same thing that happened to Steve. The same thing happened to anything else. <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, and, uh, shout out to Halle Berry. Shout out to Halle Berry. Everyone uh, gets the roses tonight. Yep, yep, yep. Um, hot take. I didn't, I didn't, I never really cared for her that much of Storm. Yeah. Yeah. She, you. Yeah. Uh, I, I kind of understand where you're coming from. Okay. It was, it was, it was okay. Yeah. It was okay. It, it wasn't. She was. She just felt so soft spoken and yeah. not commanding. No. She didn't have the presence. Yeah. It's just no. no, no, exactly. Yeah. yeah, I mean, when you're young and you don't know the comics, right. it's awesome. She's great. She's cool. But then you know the comics, and you're just like, oh, yeah. So, you know, yeah. This, you know, this is the condo, but this could have been the the, the mansion, right? And, oh. I'm sorry, I just shouted her out, bro. <laughs> Sorry, Halle Berry. Uh, One more shout out. So you get two. You get two shout you outs. Get two. Anyways, so unfortunately, Steve is dead. Uh, yes, I mean, you know, you, you get hit by lightning. Who the fuck knew? You know, there's a high <laughs> probability. And then the next second. So, anyways, Steve is Steve dead. is dead. <laughs> I don't know. That just got me a little. Bit. That, that, that made that made me pop a little. Uh, you got you got to laugh out of me. Good job. Yep. I'm glad that that death is humorous, bro. You're <laughs> fucked up, okay? We have a fucked up sense of humor. Don't you put? Don't you, you put? We? Look at you. You just laughed at death is humorous. <laughs> I, I laughed at you finding death humorous, <laughs> sir. You and I your did. goddamn tuberculosis. Your tuberculosis. <laughs> I'm not the one who's coughing up a lung like Arthur Morgan from Red Dead Redemption. Did yeah. you hear that the uh, Red Dead Redemption 3 is being worked on? Yes, and my I've had a raging erection for like the past week. Oh, shit. Yeah. All right. Yeah, yeah, yes. You need to go see your doctor. <laughs> <laughs> There's only one doctor in this Red Dead 3. Uh, okay, <laughs> proceed on. <coughs> yep, yep, yep. <coughs> so, unfortunately, uh, you know, Steve, Steve passes away. And at this point, the only person who knows what happened uh, is the man who killed him. So, you know, we have uh, fucking uh, Matt. yeah, Matt, and uh, he has you know strong suspicions that hey, I think my cousin killed Steve. He's like ninety percent sure. Yeah, yeah, as he should be, uh, because there's there's been some amount of time that's passed by. I mean, it's. It's the funeral scene, so probably you know five days at you know at the most yeah. probably, and um, Andrew hadn't been returning any of Matt's calls, and uh, you know Matt just really wants to talk because 
he feels that, you know, yeah, my cousin, he knows something. He probably did something. Like, the the crime scene didn't make sense. Yeah. Nothing about this makes sense. And so, yeah, that was really, uh, yeah, it, you know, it's one of those things that, man, like, it sucks. And I wish I could remember my thoughts when I first saw this movie um, because I don't remember if, if I saw that coming, you know, one of them dying like that. Because I, I, I think that when I first saw the movie, my thought process was, I think that Andrew's going to get so powerful that it's going to take Steve and Matt, you know, yeah. yeah. And then maybe then one of them bites it. Uh, I think the death was a surprise for me when I first watched it, mm-hmm. however many years ago. That right. Was. But again, this is speculation. Yeah. So. Need a time machine just to go back in time and, and sit down and watch the movie with myself then. Like, hey, bro, don't don't talk to me. Pay attention to the movie. I need to, I need to see your reaction. <laughs> Stop asking me questions. <laughs> what are we gonna become? Shut the fuck up. Shut, Watch the movie. Right. You gotta pay attention to what's important. I need this for my podcast. My the the fuck's a podcast? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> <coughs> uh, right, yeah. Um, so now at this point we, we go right into like uh kind of the, the third leg of the movie here, the third act. Yeah. And uh shit it's, shit yeah. is not well with Andrew's mom. And because Andrew has like no social concept of how things work, he does a very shitty job to try to get money to pay what is immediately a bullshit copay to get the medicine for his mom. 700 something bucks. Like 750, man. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, I wish I could say that, oh, that's just unheard of, but welcome to America, yeah. uh, where you can afford to live a, a nice, lavish life. You can afford to live, period, if you have money. But freedom isn't cheap. Hell no. Yep. Not at yeah. all. It's expensive to be free. Yep. Yeah. Where there are people here who wholeheartedly think that that healthcare is a privilege, not a right. It's not your right to be treated to. It's a privilege. Holy shit! That is some deep, I'm deep. Impressed. Now I'm gonna go to bed. Yeah. Um, and man, like you know, I don't think that uh, Josh Trank or Max Landis or anyone who wrote on this movie was trying to, uh, you know, tell that narrative, but. I mean, you can take it from me. You definitely can. <clears throat> I mean, because that, because you even hear the father talking about it early in the movie. He's yeah. on the phone with somebody like saying, bucks, I can't afford that. Yeah, I can't yeah. afford that. Yeah. You know, trying to, I mean, that, that's like the one thing that the father and son have in common. They both care about the mother slash wife. Exactly. Uh, yeah. Even though she probably slept with another man. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so. We see, we see fucking uh, Andrew, and he puts on his dad's firefighting getup to try to disguise himself so no one can notice him. It fails immediately. He tries to rob uh, some of some of the thugs on his block who know him, and they're like, is that fucking Andrew? Like you trying to right. rob us with no gun, no visible gun, you know? And uh, you know, Andrew fucks them up, and he gets what? 30 bucks from them, maybe? Not, not even 100. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He gets chump change from them. And he 
you know, he immediately realizes this isn't enough. So what does he do next? He goes to knock over a gas or a convenience store. And uh, he almost does so successfully. He gets probably, you know, he got a good bit of money, but most cash registers at convenience stores don't have that kind of cash either. Yeah, m- most of those places are going to have, like, their own, like, company rule sets of, oh, no more than such and such in the register ever. Yeah, I mean, like, you know, b- back when I worked, you know, in a form of retail, like, uh, the the balance every day was two hundred dollars. Yeah. Uh, I mean, and of course you make money throughout the day, but at the end of the day, you know, you you count up the the excess money, make sure everything checks out, all the checks and balances, and then that goes to the deposit. Yeah. Uh, but so there was there was never really ever more than two hundred dollars. You know. Again, just reinforcing how Andrew had next to no real concept. Of the way yeah. 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 So. I, I do like how he tried to hold up the, the local thugs first. Mm-hmm. Almost as if, and, and this is me putting info in, almost as if he was trying to do things where he could justify it to himself later. Yeah. You know? Because, uh, and this is a debate I'm going to have. Uh, earlier on, going backtracking here to the uh, the truck in the, in the riverbed scene, he's even saying, like, hey, don't call the cops. He wouldn't be hesitant and thus trying to deny the right to call the cops if he didn't feel some iota of fear of what yeah. that means. Or, a.k.a., understanding that the cops are going to come, he's afraid of them coming, thus equating to psychologically, he knows something was wrong. Like, he did Yeah, that's wrong. true. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So, to some iteration, there's, like, the gray. It exists here. Mm-hmm. Until it doesn't, whenever he decides then, all right, well, fuck this noise. I'm just going to go gas station you know you're right there, there is definitely like some some moral grace going on yeah. here and i think that's really important to point out because andrew i mean god damn because like i i don't i don't i don't know man because i'm not a fucking you know psychiatrist i don't know how to break this kid down but it's like he's not inherently evil no no but I mean, shit, he's a perfect case of power corrupting, absolutely. Exactly. That's exactly what he is. Yeah. Because he, he had a fucked up life where he didn't feel like he couldn't do anything about it. And then he gained his, he gained strength. He gained right. something that gave him a foothold above others. And it went to his head. Mm-hmm. He called himself the Apex Predator by yeah. the end of it. Almost like it was his villain name. You right. Know? And, yeah, dude. I mean, he was out, like, literally willingly hurting random people, random strangers. And it's like, no, at that point, you have become chaotic evil. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, there, there is, there's no gray area here anymore. Like, you full-on diffused into this. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I, I like that. Again, Me kind too. of going back to an earlier comment of the, the character progression of each of these characters, we saw early on hints that Andrew was going to be this fucked-up individual, even though he wasn't always a fucked-up just that his life was... His life was fucked up. Pushing him to become. Yeah. Yes, exactly. You know, uh, uh, pushing him to be, you know, desperate enough yeah. for that, you know. And again, I ain't no psych major either, but it's like, damn, that's that's uh, clever. Yeah. You know? And you know, we're not psych majors, but we are comic majors. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that got me thinking about a, another conversation we had earlier, and that is... You know, is is both a villain backstory and a hero backstory. You know, the, those it first, been. yeah, it really that, been. that I first had, act made the yeah. different decisions, right? Yeah. Because there are heroes who have, you know, 
very tragic, very you know sad and you know yeah. upbringings. the the only The only thing about his backstory that inherently leans him automatically more towards the you know the villain side is the fact that he he had a, an abusive parent. And that is typically the trait of a villain, and I wish it yeah. wasn't. I wish it wasn't. Either. Yeah, uh, I mean. <laughs> this my next sentence could definitely be interpreted wrong. I was gonna say I really wish there were more superheroes who had abusive parents. <laughs> what I mean? See, you do have a fucked up sense of humor. You you you, you dark humor son of a bitch. No, no, yes. no, no. Yes, you just laughed at that. Don't you straight face me? Don't you dare! You can't wipe that shit away. That's stain. <laughs> What I mean by that, of, of course, is that, you know, uh, I don't like the idea that some comic books unintentionally say if you have an abusive parent, that means that you're more likely to become a, a, a villain or, you know, someone who's not good. You know, like, I, I don't think that's fair or right at all. So, yeah, I mean, that's definitely a comic book trope that probably needs to die. I mean, maybe it has. Um, maybe that's that's one good benefit of today's modern writing. Maybe they have recognized that. Hopefully, yeah. But uh, anyways, uh, I, I did kind of like the, just the idea of his quote unquote origin story here in this movie, where it's like, you know, you can you can view what you have and use it to take what you want to do what you want, or you could use it to help others to not be in situations that you were in, you know, or you could. Or you could do what Matt did or wanted to do, which is probably what most people would do, and that is just live your life low key. And you know that's kind of what Matt wanted to do, and I think that's what most people would probably do in that situation if, if they had the choice. You know, just kind of live your life, and you know, if you have a situation where I could really use this right now, then do it. Yeah. And then if you don't, you kind of get the idea that's where he was going with it. You know. Um. But no, so uh, during the gas station holdup, uh, he doesn't completely incapacitate the uh, the clerk, and the clerk comes out with a shoddy, and as soon as he's about to the blast good old Andrew, he uh, he yanks the shotgun, but when he does so, it goes off, hits the gas pump, big explosion. Uh, next scene, our boy uh, Andrew's in the hospital. All fucked up. All fucked up. Man. And then his dad comes in, in a moment that I think is unintentionally comedy gold. Uh, it is it is dramatic and it is sad, but it is... I'll, I do have a dark sense of humor. Fuck. Uh, but, <laughs> there it is. But it Look is comedy gold. Look at that progression. It's comedy gold because you... By you, I mean me. Like, I just... You know, you see the dad and I'm like, man, I'm glad we got this moment here. This... The father, man, he really does shit, man. He cares about his son. You know, you see him, he's beside himself with grief and he's looking at his son all fucked up. Yeah, like he's, he's yeah. like holding the hand almost. Yeah, yeah. and then he, he says, oh, I'm so sorry, but you know, your mother's dead, you know, your, your mother passed and, and and then it starts to transition, you know, I was out looking for you and if I had not been out looking for your dumb, your dumb ass, then mm-hmm. I would have been tending to her and she would have still been here. You owe me a fucking apology, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, oh shit, this took a turn. <laughs> Like this took like, a- the cops outside needed to be listening in, like, <laughs> right, oh, oh, uh, officer. This, this shit's getting off. Oh, officer, we gotta yeah, go we in. Got, there. He, he's choking the kid. <laughs> <laughs> he's 
How dare you make me laugh? Birds of a feather, brother. Birds of a feather. Oh, shit. Maybe that's what he should have done. You know? I mean, let's be honest. It, he would have saved a lot of he trouble. He would have saved a lot of... Listen, he would have saved a lot of lives, a lot of trouble. And also, think about it. Andrew would have been dead. Yep. And the dad would have gone to jail. It's a win-win. It's a, <laughs> it's a win-win. And he could feel like a fireman hero because he, he killed a potential killer. But I... No one else would know that, though. Yeah. Shoot, he wouldn't know that. No, yeah. And had he killed anyone else besides... Well, Steve, he killed. So never mind, he, he killed. So there's no objectivism to it. Like, yeah. He, he already yeah. did it. So yeah, he's uh, already a murderer. Yeah, uh, you know, in... If there were like superhero trials, it'd probably be deemed manslaughter or, or you know murder in the third, mm-hmm. because it was an accident. It was, it was a fit of rage. Imagine being a judge over that, like a non-superhero judge over superhero <laughs> trials. Like that'd be. So let me get this straight. You grabbed with telekinetic powers that you had somehow procured from an alien-esque rock in the fucking ground. You grabbed a lightning bolt with these powers and threw it at the man <laughs> and used that to murder him? You you murdered a man. You straight up murdered a man. With lightning. <laughs> with energy. <laughs> Holy shit. Uh, yeah. Are you plugged into three? I don't know. What? I was just looking at your levels. It didn't look like uh, your levels were moving hardly any. Oh yeah, you're, you're yeah. yeah. So the, yeah, your, your thing came unplugged. There, it's like when the, the fuck f- did it become unplugged? Oh my gosh. Well, anyways, holy shit! God damn it! How long has that been going on? I wait a minute. I can really hear myself now. Yeah, yeah. I don't know how long that's been fucking going on. I was just looking at the levels and I was like, that shit doesn't look right. Homies, in case this recording does make it on air unedited, um, we're gonna test this real quick. Let's let's test this shit. Or do we finish? Do we at least finish? Since we're so close to the end. Uh, yeah, you know, let's finish. Gotta got get our nut off. You know, there's no reason for <laughs> we can't blue balls the homies. That's right. Yep. Fuck me, man. <laughs> God okay, damn just it. get this. Shit. All right, yeah, so now that everybody's microphones are properly plugged in. <laughs> what, you, what the fuck? Uh, yeah. So for this third act, we have Andrew, uh, who is awakened by his father and just causes this fuck-all explosion in this hospital room, blows the side of the building off, mm-hmm. and uh, he's about to kill his dad. Long story short, Matt is able to get there in time. He saves the dad. Yeah. Exposes himself to the world that he also has these kind of powers. Yep. And now we get like this uh, really big, cool, climactic, uh, you know, in fight. And um, what's really cool about this here is that like this is the most comic booky or most superhero movie esque <coughs> that the movie feels, um, you know, throughout its entirety. And uh, you know, it, it's. It's really cool because at this point, Andrew is completely unhinged. Like he's he's gone off the deep end, 
And thankfully, the movie has done the legwork, so it never feels hokey. No. It doesn't feel like it's undeserved or that it's sudden. It's like, okay, yeah, you see this turn coming. Yeah. It even did a little extra legwork in, in doing what is a, a trope I've made fun of, where they made Andrew look more villain-esque. Yeah. He, he's disturbed, obviously, mentally, but now, because of the explosion of the gas tank, half of him was all fucked up. Mm-hmm. Not like Two-Face half and half, quite literally. <laughs> but no, more like... like Part of his face is charred up like the like third degree burns from blowing up gas, right? And it, like his entire right arm's all fucked up. He's in a hospital gown. He's bandaged all up and down both arms and legs. Yeah, dude. Like he, yeah. he looks like monstrous. Yeah, he's yeah. in he's in a rough way. Yeah. And you have Matt who's trying to talk his cousin down, trying to you know, trying to help him out, but of course this this is too late. Yeah. And Andrew, he is powerful as fuck. I mean, he's he's just incredibly powerful. Um, but you know, Matt does what he can, but it gets to the point where Matt he realizes what he has to do, and so while uh, while Andrew's distracted with the cops, and because you know he's just about to straight up murder these police officers, mm-hmm. uh, they're by the statue with a guy on a horse, and in his hand is like a giant spear. Yeah, and uh, Matthew fucking yanks the spear out of that statue and impales mm-hmm. Andrew. Uh, fucking sick death, yo. Yeah. Uh, real cool death. And then he dips the fuck out. Yeah, he gets the fuck out of there, man. And like, yep. I guess that she should, man. Like, what? what is what is life for him if he stays? Uh, I notice the movie does not make mention that anyone chased after him like they could. Right. But it's like, uh, uh, how, how are you going to find him, you know? All the cops are just like, so we're not going to the hookah bar anymore after this, right? We're done. <laughs> we're done. We're not going to that place. Did anyone else know the whole city saw it? So we're not crazy. Okay, we can go to the hookah bar. We're yep. good. Yeah. I don't know what kind of hookah like, would make them see shit, but, you know. Yeah, yeah. Just, yeah, no. Mm. But, um. Yeah, no. Yeah, I, I don't know what life would be like for Matt if he stays. I mean, he gets taken in by the police officers, then he gets... Examined by the CIA. Oh yeah, they get their doctors to poke and prod them. They they eventually get the location of said rock. Yep, yep. They yeah. get, I mean, hell, and that's assuming that they didn't already know it was there. I, I assume. Mm, I mean, yeah, you yeah. know. I mean, and that's a whole other movie. See, that's yeah, the sequel. That's, yeah, that's yeah. the sequel. We mm. wrote it for them. Yeah, but why we else got away? I mean, yeah. I guess like you know the yeah the fucking sequel is that like the rock is still there. Yeah, not Dwayne just, Johnson, but like it's almost literally got a crop circle. Did you notice that? Yeah, yeah. I did. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it kind of makes you wonder, like, what the fuck happens to like the soil around there? What What if a cow had gone down there? <laughs> no. Hey, comes up and eats. Right. <laughs> That's all he ever does. That's all he ever movie, does. Credits roll, starring cow. Starring cow. Daisy. You've seen this cow in the movie Twister. Now, now watch her in. The cow wins an Oscar. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Um, but, yeah, so Matt, after that, he just flies the fuck away. And he does something that uh, he, Steve, and Andrew had spoken about earlier, and that is just flying around and seeing the world. And mm-hmm. Andrew specifically had mentioned going to Tibet. And yeah. so, like, the last shot of the movie, we see uh, Matt 
with uh, Andrew or a a camera. I don't know if it's Andrew's or not, but with a uh, a camera, and you know he's it's like a memoir for uh, his cousin yeah. Andrew. Yeah, which is nice. It is, you know, and he he just wants to tell him that you know. I don't think that you're a bad person. I know you're not a bad guy. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I just wanted to say that, hey, I made it. You know, oh, no, he actually, he says you made it. Yeah, you made it, Andrew. Yeah. You're here. You're here. Yeah. Now, here's the interesting thing I, I, I liked about that, because Steve was like, yeah, let's go uh, over to, to this awesome tropical place, yeah. man. Girls in bikinis. Right. He's like, being a bro, being mm-hmm. awesome and happy. Yeah, good for you. But he's genuinely like, yeah, this is going to be a great adventure, too. But then Andrew's like, let's go to Tibet. Which is like a monastery location, right? Which is very symbolic for peace. Yeah, like he's just wanted peace. That's that's very yeah. true. I didn't yeah. think about which, that. Which, yeah, I'm just now realizing. Like, oh, I, I like the dichotomy of that. Yeah. yeah. Obviously, the way he went about it is fucking wrong. Yeah. I got it. Let me blow up and drop my dad over a hospital. Right. Cool. <laughs> yeah. No. Um. I also like that Matthew left the camera there. You know, really showing that hey, yeah, this is this is for you. you yeah, know, it's not for me. Yeah, uh, <clears throat> and that's where the movie ends, man. And uh, I do like the way that it ends like that. Um, the post credit scene was awesome though, where the monks actually come out of Tibet, find the camera, and watch the whole movie. And then, like, we get the we get the <laughs> realization that this is actually like their reaction video of them. Like, what kind of story is this? What did we just watch? We can't let this movie stay here. Like, holy shit, that kid wanted to come here? <laughs> we got to send this back to Washington, wherever that's at. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> but no, man, like, as a whole, I, I still really enjoy this movie, man. I, yeah, I think it has a here. lot of value to it. Uh, it does a lot of things, man, that um, that I wish we, we see more superhero movies do. You know, Not necessarily like the hand cam aspect. It, it works for this movie. Yeah. Uh, but just again, man, here goes, here comes the Batman again, but just the idea of doing movies that are different in the superhero genre is so refreshing. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, I, I, I don't know if Chronicle is ahead of his time, if it's, you know, before his time or, or what, but like it, it is a movie that I think fans of the superhero genre should definitely check out. Um, it's just a really cool thriller, man. Yeah. Really cool thriller. Agreed. Yeah, with that superhero flavoring on it. Yeah. Also, go watch the movie Juice, guys. <laughs> Tupac and Omar uh, Omar uh, Epps. Come on. Yeah. Can't, uh, can't go wrong. Yeah. Uh, you got anything else on this one, Kevin, before we wrap up? I'm good, brother, man. Let's go and wrap it up. Actually, I got one more fun question. Yeah. Why do you think they called it Chronicle? I just assume because they were chronicling the events of... Yeah, that's fair. Because he actually videoed and chronicled everything. So, that's cool. But, I mean, that that's that's a very... Simple, yeah. Yeah. And it actually told a great chronicle to it. It, it told... Because chronicle is, is synoptic with, like, an odyssey of sorts, you know? And mm, so, it, it kind of yeah. told this great tragedy of Andrew and the downfall of what could have been a great trio, dude. Mm-hmm. World-changing... But then collapsing in on itself. Yeah. So yeah. Okay. I, I like the. I, I like. I choose both definitions. That's true. Yeah. And, and then there's that uh, Nickelodeon TV show. Remember, it was called Chronicle, 
They had like a toy that was based off of it. They were like robots or shit. No. Oh, that, yeah. yeah. Bionicles. Bion- Bionicles. Bionicles. Yeah, that's yeah. what it was. I'm sitting there thinking like, what the <laughs> hell? Nickelodeon bullshit. What the? Oh. Yeah. That's what it was. yeah, yeah I yeah. actually had a couple of them. Oh, did you? I did. Yeah. Oh, I had okay. the, the red one and the, I had a brown one. Yeah. They were fun. Yeah. Yeah. It was real simple Legos. They don't do them anymore. I never had any of them. Yeah. I just, yeah. They had like little face that popped mm. off and they were like the mask. Ooh. Yeah. Uh. Yeah, so there there are a lot of really cool things here about this movie, mm-hmm. um, and I just really love like the the depth of the characters once again, and and that the fancy use of uh, of the hand cam effect uh, really got me in this one, <clears throat> and also I, I I like the idea of uh, of Matt being like a basically a wandering nomad with superpowers. He's like he's he's the mysterious stranger. He is, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Like he's the guy who you know wanders into like a small town in the middle of nowhere. No one knows who he is. He can kick ass because he has superpowers, and mm-hmm. he leaves, and no one knows where the fuck and he that's went. It. He makes a difference and leaves yeah. before anyone realizes who made the difference. Right. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we we talked a little bit earlier also, you know, about the potential sequel that apparently Hollywood's still trying to get off the ground. There's so many problems. The more I think about it, with them trying to do a sequel, mm. and for one. I don't know if Josh Trank would do it, and I don't know if they would even get Josh to do it. Uh, to be on, to be honest, uh, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And, and oh, here's another fucking problem as well that I hate to bring up, but I feel like we need to, and that is this movie was written by uh, Josh Trank and Max Landis. Max Landis, uh, he's a you know he's a writer for a lot of these big Hollywood screenplays, and his father is John Landis, uh, the famous director. Okay. Um, cool. Max Landis, however, I recently discovered, I did not know this, but uh, this man, uh, he has been effectively canceled. And oh. uh, this is one of those things where it's like, oh, yeah, yeah, you should be. Like, yeah. uh, <laughs> uh, apparently there's like, you know, strong sexual allegations, uh, misconduct, all kinds of foul shit. Not okay. Yeah, not okay. The only thing this man was accused of doing that I am okay with is that he called uh, Ray a Mary Sue. And I was like, well, that's, that part is true, but like, the rest of this shit you're doing, ah. the rest of this shit is foul. Exactly. You need to go away. Yeah. Uh, but goddamn, it's unfortunate because clearly he and Josh, like those two worked together to write this movie. Yeah. And I don't know what the odds are of, well, the odds is zero for Max writing this movie. Yeah, that's that's yeah. not happening. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, and as far as uh, as far as Joss goes, um, he doesn't have a whole lot of movies under his belt. Uh, but uh, I don't know what he does yeah. next. He he did Fan Forstic, which was the opposite of Chronicle yeah. in so many ways, and then he did the uh, the Al Capone movie with Tom Hardy, which I didn't watch, but I heard that it was awful. Uh. Yeah, so that is unfortunate. That is, yeah. But hey, the good news is uh, Chronicle is an awesome movie. So hey, true. you know, if if you can only have you know one good movie, at least you know it is a really good movie. Yeah. Uh, but hey, who knows? Uh, so yeah, uh, I I love to uh, discuss more non comic book superhero movies in the future, particularly ones that are good. Hell yeah, agreed. Yeah, I just thought about one that's on Netflix that again apparently is is fucking awful. Huh. What's it called? Uh, Thunder Force or something like that? Ah, yeah. oh, shit. 
don't, I have no idea what you're talking it's about. It's with uh, Octavia Spencer and the, the other chick was in 2016 Ghostbusters. What is her name? Ah, uh, you're, so you're speaking pig Latin. <laughs> My idea of what you're talking about is zilch. Uh, well, hey, I haven't seen that movie, so I mean, I don't know if it's good or not. It probably, probably not. But hey, anyway, guys, that's gonna be it for this one. Uh, hopefully, if you guys couldn't hear Kevin, at least you heard me. And hey, yeah, that that counts for something. <laughs> that's that's fucking something. We'll see. Hey, hey, maybe if they didn't hear you, maybe they didn't hear your coughing either. Yeah, this is true. <laughs> this is sad and true. Um, but yeah, guys, also, if you haven't checked out our Patreon page, go to patreon.com backslash superhero homies. That way you guys can get access to all of our awesome non-superhero related content. There's a lot of cool stuff there. Uh, and we think that it would be really, really worth your while, your time and, and your money. So for just one to three dollars a month, depending on which tier you get, uh, you guys can get a lot of cool access and really help us out. Hell yeah. Uh, but that would be all for now, homies. We will see you guys again come next week. But until then, my name is Superhero Homie Q. And I am Superhero Homie Kevin.